Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Chaotic Queens podcast. I'm Queen Abia with Queen Mahalia. She said Queen Mahalia. Everyone. <laughs> um, Merry Christmas. <laughs> um, so I guess let's just get started with something chaotic that happened in our weeks. Um, how was your week, Mahalia? You know, just dandy. Uh, <laughs> that's not chaos, what this podcast is. I know that's true. Um, the chaos in my life has come primarily from um, watching the attempted coup of our government, uh, but it's the world's most incompetent coup. Um, but still, still worrisome. So we're just keeping an eye out. But it's it's fun because the Trump administration has lost like all but one of their court battles. Um, and also yesterday, there's pictures of Rudy Giuliani at a press conference and his hair dye was dripping down his face. Um, <laughs> I did not see that. Yeah, I know, because you're not on political Twitter, but it was very funny. I'm not, um, I'm sorry. It's okay, you don't have to be. It's kind of depressing most of the time. But I mean, that I was... follow CNN and like... Yeah, but they're not. They're not going to make fun Times. of people. <laughs> it was a good day. I'll send you some. But yeah, he um, he kind of looked like he was in, in like medical distress. So I didn't even open it the first time. I was like, something's wrong. But essentially, from his like sideburns, it was dripping just like a single line on both sides of his face. That is so hair gross. Dye. Yeah, it's really gross. Ew. Um, but that did bring me some some joy just to laugh at him. Um, yeah. So. Wow, that really chaotic. is. That's what your chaotic um, choices for this yes, week. Can you just, can everyone yeah. tell? Can everyone tell she's an international affairs major? <laughs> <laughs> she's been on Twitter today. That's what's happening. The international affairs did jump out. It did. Um, <laughs> it often stays in, especially when I need it. But you know, sometimes it jumps out. <laughs> um. So, how about you? I guess, I guess I should update everyone on my last chaotic mess that happened last week. I did end up getting a class that fulfills my major so that was that was good she is graduating on time everyone I know that was kind of kind of a <laughs> well, successful she moment there I do have to pass my classes so please, okay knock on wood um <laughs> but so far I'm on track so, so that far was so good. good um but you know I guess the next chaotic thing happening in my life right now well I just cleaned my room my room was like an absolute mess this entire week I like kind of gave up on doing things. I'm normally a really clean person and I can't function in like a non like clean room. But this week I was just like, I can't do anything. Like there's just clothes all over the floor, just like empty plates. I like, I like eat in my room because I have classes during lunchtime. So like, and then I get lazy to put it away. Anyways, um, it's probably, I don't know if that's relatable, but <laughs> I think it's pretty relatable. <laughs> I'm sure. So that's that's my there. life. So I finally cleaned it today. So. <laughs> Yay! Not as chaotic, but I was pretty chaotic this week. Um. So yeah, I guess let's just get started with what we're going to talk about. Do you want to take it away, Mahalia? Sure. So uh, first, we have uh, the lovely Harry Styles back in the news. We actually talked about this last week. His uh, Vogue cover was announced right before we recorded last week. And then a few days after that, um, when there was more pictures that were coming out of his, like, that were part of that shoot, um, one of the pictures is this this 
well-framed, beautiful shot of him um, in that same dress and blazer combination from the cover and um, some conservative uh, pundits looking for uh, retweets and interaction online um, took it upon themselves to declare that this represented the fall of masculinity and uh, especially Western masculinity. They brought it into that realm for some reason. This is a, I mean, we see this pretty consistently uh, when the right has nothing else to, to yell about. Um, but yeah, it's so like started, 2020 grow up, you know? I, know, I know. And you know what? I think that they know that, but we'll, we'll get into that later. Um, yeah. So basically that's the context here. Um, he looks great, but um, they're using the same old rhetoric. It was uh, Candace Owens first and then Ben Shapiro took it up from there. Um, both idiots. Yeah. I, I, I hate that. Like what even is the basis of masculinity? Like, I just, I hate that idea. Like you can't wear whatever you want and like it somehow doesn't make you masculine, but I hate that. Like just let him live his life. Yeah. The extent to which it doesn't matter is like, yeah. (laughs) Astonishing. But you know what I think though? They know that they want the engagement. Harry has a huge online audience. Um, I, do believe that they know what they're doing. Um, Also, I mean, I've seen this argument made and I I agree with it. Um, You know, what was masculinity in the Roman times? A toga. You know, the height of masculinity in Scotland, a kilt. You know, it's, it's, it doesn't matter. And also for, for the record, some of those pictures are hairy in a kilt. Um, So fashion changes. And so it's a weird argument to make because you're, you're like mad about, fashion which is by definition changing Um, exactly exactly that's what i'm saying like literally what is what is masculinity at this point like it's it's a stupid argument yeah and and another argument another angle here that i feel compelled to acknowledge that um actually i heard i heard this morning i was listening to another podcast arrival podcast um (laughs) (laughs) um, it's the the try guys is the tripod and um which is a great listen everybody we're not sponsored but um anyway uh eugene from the try guys made this excellent point this morning um that i i'd seen in various places uh while this was going on um but he he did a good job distilling it um the idea that you know harry is not gonna be bothered by this he's not hurt by this He's rich, he's famous, he has bodyguards, um, he has plenty of security. This is, and also this is not the way that he normally dresses. This is a high fashion shoot. Um, And what the conservatives are getting at is um, their anti, like, transgenderism. They're they're going, they're they're mad at people, the the marginalized people because people dress like that. People have been dressing like that. And so I think um, the point was made well online following this photo shoot coming out that, you know, Harry's being praised for something that a lot of um, members of traditionally oppressed communities have been, have been doing for decades for, for ages, you know, and, the people who are going to be hurt by this rhetoric is not Harry. It's those people. It's a transgender woman walking down the street, wearing a dress. 
who mm-hmm. is going to be beat and mm-hmm. potentially killed. And that we see that happening. That's not a radical stance. Um, and so I think that's a really important angle here is that the argument that happened was, you know, Harry stands hitting back at Ben Shapiro and Candace Owens and saying, oh, Harry's twice the man you'll ever be. You know, he's more successful. He's, you know, taller. Even people were making digs at his height. And, you know, that was, you know, it's it's funny in the moment or whatever, but you're still playing in that same argument of what masculinity should be. You're still in that argument and you're not acknowledging the fact that the people who will suffer from this are still going to suffer from this. Harry's not going to suffer. And so mm-hmm. in furthering this rhetoric, the right wing people are advancing these negative um, negative connotations around people who might not look like traditional biological women wearing dresses. So, yeah. Sorry, I just wanted to yeah. say that. No, that's that's a really good point. I actually saw some people posting on their story about, I don't really have the exact um, quote with me right now, but I thought it was a really important point because it has been a bit controversial for um, some people to see, you know, Harry, who, um, assuming is a straight person um, wearing a dress and, it, you know, people are like, you know, is that okay? Like, you know, other people, you know, the LGBTQ community gets so like, criticized for you know the way that they dress but Harry gets to you know pose on the cover of Vogue um and gets praised for it yeah and so I saw this um argument and I was like that's something that's really important to know but also in that post they talked about how it's also it's still a win at the same time because it's like giving this like this opportunity for people to see that it's okay you know And I think that's also really important. Like, um, you know, maybe this will help advance, you know, more LGBTQ communities on covers, on the cover of Vogue, you know, now that they've yeah. seen, you know, a straight person supposedly wearing a dress on Vogue for the first time, you know, a, a male um, person. I think yeah. I think that's still really important um, at the same time. So... Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I hope that it's not treated like, you know, a one-off thing. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, guys, we did it. You know. Yeah. We did the representation. Yeah. Um, There's still like work to be done, but I yeah. feel like this is a good like next step into realizing that it's okay and we we should like not be criticizing people and like definitely accept them with openness, you know, wearing whatever you want. Yeah. Without having um, to defend yourself. Yeah, yeah, I think and you you hit on a good thing there with like um it's it's still a good thing for other people to see mm-hmm. who might not be out or who might not understand um their identity or just for like people who want to wear a dress, like you know. Yeah. It's nice wearing dresses. Um and like my as someone I follow, um I he's like a kind of a family blogger type situation but they're like good they're not like the bad ones um <laughs> and he his son has always liked to wear princess dresses um the son I think is like six now or maybe seven I don't know um but he's you know he's he's a kid but he's in school now um and he tweeted uh on the 17th he said I'm glad people like Harry Styles exist I showed the son's name um, the cover picks, and it made him feel less strange and more normal. Thanks, Harry. And so it's like, 
it's so important still. Mm-hmm. So even though, yeah, we, we should have these conversations about the fact that Harry's getting all these laurels and all this praise for what mm-hmm. he's done. Um, and other people are not afforded the same thing when they dress like that every day. It um, still is so important, um, especially for, for kids like that who, you know, who like to wear princess dresses and they can look and say, this guy was number one on the billboard charts. This guy mm-hmm. is hugely successful. Um, has been hugely successful successful for 10 years. Well, nine years, nine years yesterday since Up All Night came out. Um, but they can see that and and say, oh, he's wearing a dress too. And so that is very important. Um, and I think that the nuances here get lost in the shuffle when you just have the pundits on one side and then like Harry fans on the other still arguing within that space of traditional masculinity. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It, you, you lose the nuance um, and the positives and negatives of, of both. So another thing that we've been talking about this week um, is Taylor Swift, uh, the, the adored Taylor Swift. Um, she, there was a whole thing with her, um, her masters. So her, uh, her earliest, I don't really understand what the definition of masters is. I know it's like her old albums, but when does it become a master? I I couldn't tell you. I'm sorry. I'm not okay. like part of the music industry, but it's like <laughs> really? I, from what I from what I assume it could be is just like her old records that achieved, you know, um, oh, success. I guess that's it. <laughs> so yeah, so she, so Taylor Swift um, is now at the point in her contract um, with Big Machine, the record label, where she can start re-recording her masters. Um, there was a whole thing last year where Scooter Braun. Um, who's a kind of manager slash um, bad man um, took ownership of them without Taylor's permission. Um, that was a whole thing. He just sold them without her knowledge again, mm-hmm. but still by the terms, even despite the sale, she's allowed to, to start re-recording. Um, so we're excited. What do you, what do you think of you? Yeah. I saw like she posted a long letter. I like, didn't fully read the whole thing. I'm sorry, Taylor Swift, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> but, um, but what from what I gathered from it, she talked about how she kind of she wanted to re-record it for her fans mostly so that they could listen to her music without feeling guilty for putting more money into Scooter's hand, which I think was a really, really fair thing to say and really a good thing to say as an artist because it kind of comes off as like, she really genuinely just cares about her music. You know, it's not even about the money anymore. She just doesn't want, you know, Scooter to essentially profit off of, you know, the way that he handled everything and the way that he kind of just went against Taylor and what she wanted. And I think that's a really, a really good point. And I respect that. And um, I'm excited. I feel like this will, this is kind of really great for her because she did write her old albums when she was so much younger. Um, so it'll be kind of nice to hear it in a new voice, essentially. Um, and yeah, I think it's, it's, it's really good. And shame on Scooter Braun and everyone who took advantage of her records. Yes. What's your favorite early Taylor song? I would, I mean, I'm like... I like listen to all like the the popular ones. So of course, like the earliest one, the first one I think my first Taylor Swift song was like Love Story, you know? <laughs> my first like... Taylor Swift song was Teardrops on My Guitar. I listened to it in fourth grade and I know exactly where I was and who I was with. 
Oh my god. I remember I would always sing Love Story and I was like, this is such a cute That's a song. Great song. <laughs> I was thinking of our song, which I enjoy, and Mean, which I also enjoy. Oh Mean, Mean was also a good one. Yes. Wasn't that still in her country phase too? Oh yes. These are we're yes. talking early. Yeah, yes. we're talking early, early. And songs. the best part is that I didn't come to I I didn't come to a lot of them until like later because yeah. I was I think, you know, I'll say it, it was misogyny. I was like, like I'm I don't like girly things. I'm not like the other girls. And that's internalized misogyny. And so I was like, I like I won't listen to Taylor Swift. And then as I was older, I was like, you know what? I like it. It's fun. I will say, yeah, I will say I did bandwagon off a lot of people who <laughs> um who were hating on Taylor. Yeah. And I, I'm ashamed to say that. Yeah. yeah. I did bandwagon off of that. And I was just like, yeah, I don't like her either. Like, huh. <laughs> you, you know, know what? We can, we can acknowledge that for what it is, the internalized misogyny. And okay. we can move forward. And it's also the hearts. whole, the whole like Kanye and Taylor Swift thing. Were you always, on Kanye's side? I wasn't on Kanye's side when he did yeah. the whole stunt on the stage. I would not end okay. this podcast right here. Okay. I was not, yeah, I was not on that side. I wasn't even and aware then, that it like, happened. I, yeah, I wasn't there. In the, I wasn't watching it like in the moment, but I saw when it was like people were talking about it. And I was like, yeah, oh was, my God. I was 10. So. Well, you also weren't cultured, um, but we can move past that. Uh, <laughs> no, I was more cultured than you. So on to our next um, topic of discussion, which Mahalia can't really relate to because she refuses to update her apps um, because 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 <laughs> of the updates that have happened. So all of the apps essentially, well, all of the big apps essentially updated um, Instagram and Twitter. Two of the big apps. Two of the biggest apps. Um, they updated, and it looks. So weird. Let's talk about let's talk about Instagram first because that came before Twitter. So Instagram added a shopping tab at the bottom of you know the the screen, and they moved the notifications to the top of the screen, which is so weird. Because also when you get notifications, it doesn't pop up on your like screen anymore. You know, normally you get like the heart when you get a notification or like someone followed you and it pops up. It doesn't do that anymore. So that's another weird thing. But yeah, they added a shopping tab. So weird. If you shop on Instagram, unfollow me. I'm sorry. Like, I just, <laughs> it's so weird. Like, why are you shopping on Instagram? Like, I understand if you buy from like individual artists on Instagram, but like those individual artists probably have like websites that you can buy off, not through Instagram you're shopping. You know, it seems kind of sus to me. Um, but that's just my opinion. And then, um, we can talk about Twitter. So then right after that, I think maybe a couple days after I woke up, yeah, I woke up, I woke up to my phone being updated. Um, and there's stories, which they're calling fleet fleets. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's so weird and I, I hate it. And I'm kind of really happy that I follow like a couple of people, like a couple hundred people and I don't really get stories. They don't post anything. I'm like, thank God you're with it because this is not what we want. Twitter, I just, I really don't like it. And people are making jokes. Like now stories are going to be on everything. I think that's really funny too. But yeah, Mahalia can't relate because she refuses to update her phone. (laughs) Well, no, the software is updated. That's a lie. 
Um, <laughs> she refuses to update I don't, her apps. I don't have My automatic name. app updating because I have been done dirty by these apps before. And yet. So I like to let the, <laughs> the dust settle before I make decisions. So I saw that they messed up Instagram. And I said, I'm not updating Instagram. Also because I still have the app icon that's the old one. Oh my god. And I don't want to change it because it looks good on my phone screen. Um yeah. so then with Twitter, it's like, you know, I don't really care about the stories thing, but people were mad about it. And I was like, you know what? I don't need to update. It functions. That's all it that just matters. Looks weird. I don't get the purpose of having stories on Twitter. Like Twitter isn't for like it's not a picture taking app. Like I, I understand it for Snapchat, you know, or Instagram because like you take yeah. pictures on those apps. Yeah. That's like what stories are good for. But it's yeah. like on Twitter, like it's just you tweet words. Like what what are you gonna like? Yeah, like what are you gonna? I mean, people tweet pictures too, but it's not primary. It's not like that's not the primary purpose of Twitter. Yeah. So it's just it's very weird. It's very like I want to do what the other apps are doing, kind of thing. Well, my theory was that they. Because the day that they came out with it was the day that Jack Dorsey, CEO of Twitter, testified before the Senate. Um, he was the Judiciary Committee um, about social media's role in the election. So um, my theory was that they were trying to distract from that. <laughs> oh my God, that's my conspiracy theory. Yeah, um, I just I don't like. Um, also, I don't like how all of the stuff like that we interact with, all the internet stuff we interact with, is slowly becoming the same thing. Like mm-hmm. that the point is that you're a different app. Why do you need exactly. to look at the other apps? Why? For what? Exactly. They all have their own individual purposes, you know? Yeah. They like do. Instagram is very much like a highlight reel of your life. Twitter is just Twitter's just chaotic. It's just everything all at once, different things. Um, and then Snapchat. I mean, I don't use Snapchat that much anymore. Snapchat. Just because I, yeah, I hated that whole update where they made it really, you you said it was like a lot more ad centered. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I just, I didn't like it anymore. Um, but yeah, they all have their own individual purposes and I would like it to stay that way. And that's my take. Thank you, Bia. Thank <laughs> you for your soapbox moment. Thank you. All right. So moving forward, uh, we want to talk about... Uh, <laughs> The, well, the good news this week, we've got two uh, vaccines that have proven to be each, I think it was 90 and 95% successful um, at, I don't actually want to talk about that. I don't know. Um, but they were, they've, <laughs> they've been proven successful. Um, and so that's really great news. Excellent news. Um, there's potentially light at the end that. of this tunnel. Okay. I haven't heard about that. This is news to me too. The vaccines? Yeah, well, I mean, I've been seeing news about the vaccines. But I haven't seen, like, it been proven to work. So. Yeah, yeah, the Pfizer one um, was proven to be 90% effective. Um, and then the, the Moderna one was proven to be 95% uh, effective. And I know today Pfizer is moving to get emergency use authorization from um, the FDA to get it approved. So, I mean, I don't know how long that approval process takes, but I, I know the, the emergency use authorization of approval will be shorter because it's an emergency. Um, but anyway, the big news here is that uh, Dolly Parton, we love Dolly Parton, uh, funded, helped fund the Moderna vaccine. Um, she, I think it was a million that she put into that. Um, and so she didn't, obviously she didn't say anything about it when she did, 
but that came out this week that she had been uh, an investor uh, in in that in the production of that vaccine. So I mean, she's awesome. We know that. she's great. She's great. Always has she, been. Yeah. She has that um, that reading program for kids, and she um, oh, funds books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's done this for like decades. She's got she funds um, books to like uh, school libraries. She's really great. And so, thank you, Dolly Parton. Um, yes, thank you for thank you, scientists using <laughs> your money for yeah. the for the right thing. Definitely, we can thank Dolly for <laughs> for our future of being Corona free. Go, everybody go stream nine to five. Give her the royalties. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess um, to, to to move on from that, um, some other good news. I would say good and bad news. Um, the good news for lovers of Shark Boy and Lava Girl from our childhood. I don't know if Mahalia. I don't know. Not if our that childhood. Was your childhood. Not my, okay, mine. Like most kids. Mahalia is not like most kids. Um, she's not like the other girls. Um, yeah, that's right. But I did, I did watch um, Shark Boy and Lava Girl growing up, and they said that they're going to restart um, with a new one with the same actress who plays Lava Girl. But in the picture, um, who's normally who was Shark Boy, is not Taylor Lautner in the newest one. So that's kind of weird. <laughs> and Mahalia actually brought this up to me. Um, during the week, she talked about how what else does Taylor Lautner have to do? Like, why couldn't he? Why couldn't he do this? You know, Shark Boy Lava Girl was essentially what launched his career. Like after and yeah. before Twilight, so mm-hmm. it's not like he has anything else to do. Why not just do a Shark Boy Lava Girl reboot? Um, it's gonna be really weird. I'm, I'm like past past the point I think of watching the reboot. Um, just because I feel like it's more it's not gonna be geared for me. But I still think like you could at least get the original. You got the original actress. Like Taylor Lautner, come on. <laughs> the funniest part is that in the in the um the poster they just put a mask on the guy playing yes. Shark. Yeah boy. he didn't he literally they were like, Let's just pretend this- in the original movie. And they got he's like kind of tan. He's a tan yeah. white boy like Taylor Lautner. He's a tan white boy. Put a mask on him. They're like, and they kind of put him a little bit behind the actress who's uh, who's Lava Girl. So they were like, so just, just hope no one notices. It's obviously not Taylor Lautner. Oh my yeah. god! I mean, I I respect his his desire to uh, not do that whole thing again with acting, but I'm sure he's set it's for just, life. Yeah, it's just like my whole thing of like same thing with high school musical. I feel like, you know, the Zach Efron thing where he didn't want to be like involved with high school musical anymore because he's like past that yeah stage in his life. Like that's the it's like I feel like the same thing here with like the whole Taylor Lautner thing. It's like, come on, these gave you your careers. Like I feel like it'd be nice, a nice thing to do to be part of it mm-hmm. for the for the nostalgia of it all. Uh, but that's yeah. just me. Well, Tilda is different because he's not even doing anything. Like, Zach Efron has been booked and busy. <laughs> she said he's not even doing anything. What's he doing? I mean, am I wrong? <laughs> I might be wrong. But I, I mean, I, I haven't, I don't keep up with his career, but. <laughs> she said, Taylor Lautner, do something. 
<laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. Well, um, I hope he's having a great day. Hide away wherever okay. he is. So I really want to get to this because I think we have a lot to talk about this topic. So let's just get right to it. We had our whole like streaming week of The Crown. The Crown! Season four. Ah! So good. So good. Um, We're going to talk a lot about this because there's so much to say. We love the show so much. And and Josh O'Connor, if you're listening, I am free um, anytime. Josh O'Connor, <laughs> if you're listening, I am also single. <laughs> Unlike certain people who just spoke. I said yeah. I'm free. I didn't I didn't say anything. Yeah, but we know. Do we? Do we know? Um so, so the season four covers um from nineteen seventy nine to nineteen ninety. Um so all of the eighties, including notably uh the entrance of Margaret Thatcher and oh, wait, Princess um, Diana. Yes. Yeah, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. But before, you know, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't watched the oh, fourth yes, season yes, yes. or for anyone who hasn't watched The Crown at all, highly recommend it. It's essentially based off of the royal family in the UK. Queen Elizabeth starts with Queen Elizabeth's reign. Um, and then it goes on through each of the seasons. And of all very, her reign. she's still going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's still going. But like it starts like when she ascends to the throne. Yes. Um, so yeah, really, really good show. It's it's a drama show essentially. So yeah, just for people who have never no, watched it. <laughs> yes, uh, please go pause and watch it. Yes. We'll wait for you. <laughs> okay, you can carry on. Um, anyway, yeah, yeah. So we meet Margaret Thatcher and Princess Diana. Um, and so they kind of have set up this um, triangle of powerful women. We have, of course, the queen, which the whole show revolves around her um, as she is the queen. Uh, then we have Margaret Thatcher coming in as prime minister in 1979. And uh, Diana, was she like, she was like 18, she's, 17, 18 when she met she's, Charles? Well, she's six, she said 16, like in the interviews that I was watching with Emma Corrin, she was talking about how she was, she was depicting Diana's life from 16 to like okay. 28, I believe. Yeah. Um. So, of course, we all know the story of Princess Diana. So it's hard to watch sometimes because you know what happens. Um. It is so well acted. It's so well done. We had to pause because so yeah. So we watched it um, using the Netflix party uh, extension called Teleparty now. Um, so we watched it at the same time, and then we were on the phone so we could chat about it. And so many times we had to pause. We were like, "Wow, it's so good." The acting it's is so, so good. good. Uh, so like now we're mad because like, there's yeah, no more until 2022. Oh my god, so sad. Yeah, like so these like um so there's a lot of big name actresses and actors in this um in this series. But what I also like is that they also bring new talent. Mm -hmm. Like Josh O'Connor is a new talent and also Emma Corn's new talent. Um so I think that was I think it's a good mix and they're all such great they're <laughs> such so great good. acting. They're so, so good. good at, you know, <sighs> playing these people these real people. Like I think it's just so, so good. And we had um, one of our favorite moments. Okay, this is kind of a spoiler. Um, and the last episode, because we just watched the last episode last night, so it's fresh in my mind. Yes. Um, yes. And that scene, they're at Sandringham, and Prince Charles is all complaining about his life. He's like, I am unhappy with he Diana. Was, I'm suffering. He was like, I'm so sad. And the queen <laughs> just laid into him, and it was the Yes, because you spend the whole season and you're like, 
really mad at him because he's being he's bad like he's he treats diana poorly he's cheating on her these are all historical facts we know this yeah um that's not really a spoiler but you know it's depicted throughout the season as you know they meet and then the initial infatuation wears off on his end and he's just like complaining the whole time and you're just like yelling at him you know we were just sitting there yelling at him we're like shut up and then the queen essentially says shut up oh it was so good it was really such a good moment especially I think for me because like the whole throughout the whole I think third and fourth season we see the queen as this really cold-hearted person because she really cares about her job as you know being the queen before anything else and so what I really liked about this moment was that it was like the first time I finally was like yes go at him you know because like I think it's season three was it when she like told him like I don't care about what you yeah. have to say and I was like that's a little that's a little harsh don't you think you're his mother um but in that moment I was like you're that's that's good queen and mom work right there yes. I thought the exact <laughs> same thing I was reminded of that in season three when yes because in that in that the way that they framed it you're like wow the queen's so horrible like yeah. to Charles and she's stifling yeah. him in that context and then for it to happen again but now you're completely on her side they just did a really good job with that Um, they did a really good job and I really I kind of wish we could know if that really happened because that's iconic if that actually happened because she was making such great points like we were all thinking it we were all thinking it we all want to tell Charles like you're being stupid and childish you know like you're married you have children like grow up you know and that's essentially what she was telling him I was like, yeah. thank you. It was like, I think it's one of those moments where it's like so pleasing to have your like same thoughts be actually like actually happen in the series. I think that's what also made it like so, so good. Yeah, I think they definitely knew that was intentional. Like, yeah, when they did that. Yeah. Yeah. And she did such I mean, it's Olivia Coleman as the queen. She's yeah. so talented. We know this. She won the Oscar. Um, was it two years ago for the favorite? She's just really good. And of course, I mean, if we want to go through the list, you have Tobias Menzies as Prince Philip, Helena Bottom Carter as Princess Margaret, um, um, Gillian Anderson as Margaret Thatcher, uh, all of these like heavy hitting um, British actors and actresses who are all so talented. Um, it's just a joy to watch at some points. Like I'm just sitting, I just sit back and I'm like, wow, it's beautifully shot. It's just very rich you know like the colors are are they're muted but they're like sumptuous you know and like the sets are so well done they do a really Uh, great job um being faithful to the costumes as well um there's too short of a scene with the the famous wedding dress um we wish there was that was a longer scene yeah that was something that we did talk about we were like we kind of wish there was more wedding part because that is an iconic moment in history kind of upset about that but it can be overlooked and and they spent um I watched the the Netflix YouTube channel puts out these like kind of 15 minute documentary type videos um and they had one about the costuming and they said it took 14 weeks to create that dress and it's so sad that it's only showed for like 30 seconds and you know with that being said there's so much more to talk about but you should just go and watch the show yourself and let us let us know what you think by following us on Instagram and Twitter. On Instagram, we are 
chaotic queens pod and then on twitter we're um queen queens chaotic yes yes queens chaotic um so yeah just like please watch it it's such a good show you're if it's if you don't like it then that's on you but <laughs> we're signing off so thank chance. you for listening this is queen of the and this is queen mahalia thank you we'll see you next week not see okay. you but bye bye <laughs>